Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate? I'm Janine. I'm Liz. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst and sometimes best, but mostly worst pop culture of the 2000s. So today I have Liz with me. Liz and I met through a Reddit gift exchange. Funnily enough, we both ended up being podcasters and we decided, hey, we should (laughs) do something together. That would be a lot of fun. So Liz, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about your podcast? Sure. So I am one half of a podcast called Bloody Date Night. Uh, I do it with my now husband. We started it when we were dating and essentially he's a born and bred horror nerd. I had no exposure. I, well, I saw one nightmare on Elm street panicked and never saw them again. Anything. <laughs> so we are working our way through the horror franchise canon together, introducing me to new horror movies as they try and sort of put together what horror movie tropes mean in the world and you know, how they all relate to each other. Personally, I relate them a lot to reality shows, law and order SVU and musical theater, which are my points of reference for the world so so yeah it's it's about horror movies and relationships and it's fun yeah and I think that if you like all of the episodes where I've had to watch horror movies because I also am the kind of person who just would watch about five minutes of a horror movie and then say nope and leave yeah. <laughs> um, I think you'll really enjoy bloody date night I think it'll be even better because instead of getting somebody who just cackles in delight about the other person being <laughs> being uh, terrified or disgusted with what's going on they actually talk about like like you said the tropes the like history the canon which i think is a really interesting way to approach it so well thanks yeah definitely check it out i'll put links in the episode description and so today though we're not talking about horror yeah so <laughs> we are actually talking about Well, Liz suggested that we talk about reality TV, specifically love slash dating shows. They are one of my favorites. I watched all of these religiously. I watched the the (laughs) horrific, you know, one season disasters. I I watched them all. I watched all the garbage. I have to wonder because (laughs) I was watching it. Yeah, they are like kind of entertaining, but it's not something I don't, I don't think I could watch every week. What, what drew you to watch wanting to watch it like consistently and even across shows? Yeah. Well, the one that I was very into was rock of love, which I sent you (laughs) um, the opener. And I think there was part of me that kind of wanted to be that per- that like cool rock and roll chick. Now the women on the show are, by and large, just messy, just <laughs> messy people. But there that's was something. But there was something in that that's like the cool badass chick that's gonna go on the road with the rock star. I don't know. I thought that was kind of appealing, in a weird way. Uh huh. Yeah. Like I wasn't. I wasn't a bad kid. I was never one of those. You know, I, I was not a running around drinking, smoking, bad kids. So I think on these shows, I was like, whoa, these people are crazy. And that's that's what I got into. I mean, I think that's really what they play into because, like, yeah. I watched the first episode of Rock of Love and this one 
person named Tiffany, she gets like eliminated from the get go and then demands to get back in, makes a horrible drunken mess of herself, like threatening to fight half the other people who were there <laughs> and then still gets chosen to continue on next week. They, le- they let her stay. It's the most <laughs> mind boggling. She's running around going, don't threaten me with a good time and going around on the pole and just drunk and getting in everyone's face. And they're like, yeah, I really like your spirit, Tiffany. You should stick around. <laughs> yeah, he, he says specifically like, and also I think she'll be entertaining. It's like, so they definitely lean yeah. into those, uh, you know, what will people watch? What will people tune back into? Yeah, and the what I think built a lot of these shows, and that was ultimately what was the downfall, is that they didn't have to do as many background checks. They didn't have to weed people out for, you know, God forbid, mental health issues. They were just like, yeah, you seem like you're going to be fun. <laughs> we're going to put you on camera and just feed you drinks all day long. Yep, all day long. Yeah. I actually have a little bit of a window into this, I guess, experience because one of my best friends from high school was a recent contestant on The Bachelor. Oh, so. man. <laughs> See, and I, I couldn't get into the Bachelor or Bachelorette franchise, I think because it's so produced and everyone knows what they're getting themselves into. Like, mm-hmm. the other thing that's really interesting to me about these early reality dating shows is that there wasn't a, a roadmap for it, really. Yeah. It wasn't like you do this and it's a springboard to fame or it's a springboard to that. It was just like... You know, they did this, VH1 did this show called The Surreal Life, and uh, Bridget Nielsen and Flavor Flav started dating, so we did this show called Strange Love, and then they broke up, so we're going to do a dating show for for Flavor Flav, called Flavor of Love, <laughs> and then there's this girl on that show that's really interesting, her name's New York, so she gets her own spinoff show called I Love New York, and then we used to do this for a different audience, so we're going to do <laughs> Brett Michaels, and now it's Rock of Love, like they just... You can see them, like, making it up as they go along. Be like, ah, that person was fun. Let's give them their own show. And it's just, like, spirals out of control. Yeah, because now what it really is is, like, especially in, like, The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, it's, like, you might not get your own show, but you're going to have your own YouTube channel or your famous Instagram page. And it's still very public, but not public in the same way as, let's give this person a TV show. Right, because these people also, this was all pre-social media. Yeah. You know, Facebook is, like, slowly sort of a thing at this point. It's, like, what, early, mid-2000s. Yeah. You know, so this is their fame. So they're just kind of on it for a good time. Yeah. (laughs) I do think it's crazy, like, none of these people get paid for going on the show. No. They get, like, food and board. So it's all just, maybe I'll get this chance to be popular, which is even... I think more insidious today because you can actually have benefits to that fame. Whereas in the, I think in the early and mid two thousands, you were just doing it for the hell of it. Yeah. You were just like, eh, that sounds like a fun way to spend a couple of weeks. And then yeah. you go to this, you know, mansion set somewhere out in you know in the middle of nowhere. And that I was listening to an interview with one of the girls, I think it was on rock of love. And she said, it becomes a little Stockholm syndrome. Cause you're in this house. You can't really do anything but drink, you eat whatever they bring you. And then, you know, once every couple of days, this guy comes in. And if you win the challenge, <laughs> you get to go away with this guy and have a nice meal, maybe get out of the house. Like, so yeah, you're going to do whatever you have to do to get that date. And it just becomes very weird. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. And and like, 
So for Rock of Love, you've got Brett Michaels, who yeah. was a, a part of Poison, that you know famous '80s band, who says he's finally ready to settle down mm-hmm. after years and years and years of just groupy, you know, quote unquote relationships. And mm-hmm. uh, I think actually he says lots of bus sex. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's just a mess because. This dude is still very much like trying to relive his rock glory days because all of the women here are like, I don't want to sound like judgmental, but they're a certain type of woman who are very meant to appeal to an 80s rock star, meaning, you know, blonde, well, only like two of them are bright blonde, yeah. but, you know, perfectly styled, usually some plastic surgery it's that, it's that like perfect early 2000s kind of mall punk look on almost all of them oh yeah and then there's the occasional like alternative rock yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which i think because uh, i kind of you know spoiler alert from 2007 <laughs> i i did look at see who won mm-hmm. and the alternative girl does win that season but they do not stay together and she really thinks that he should have gone for the runner-up Heather yeah who in this first episode while Brett Michaels is taking photos of all of the contestants <laughs> to just and also getting ex- very aroused while taking these photos oh, yeah. one of the great uh through lines of Rock of Love is just listening every time Brett Michaels says something turns him on because everything turns him on everything yes. Yes. He could, he's like, mm. Everything turns him on, but when one of the girls actually bounces up and down in his lap, <laughs> and that, like, hurts his dick. That's what he says. He's like, my dick is getting chaved. It's like, okay. She's smashing it. <laughs> She's smashing it. Well, and it he, goes, like, slow-mo. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. And the editing. Whoever was editing these shows did a beautiful chef kiss yes. sort of job. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Yeah. I, well, and also, it's funny you bring that up, because Heather is the more age-appropriate option. Yes. Jess yes. is, like, 22. I also, in re-watching yeah. it, I was watching it last week, the girls are all in their 20s, which, first off, is, you know, significantly younger than Brett Michaels, but also, that means they were babies when Poison was around. It's yeah. not like they saw it and were like, oh, that man. No, they, like, probably barely know. Yeah. Like, I think one of the girls, because every thorn has its rose, she's like, I love that song. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, Heather, even if she is technically age-appropriate, she's probably even more immature than the rest of them, because she's, like, in this photo shoot, she's like, I'll give you sexy, and pulls, and takes her tits out. Pulls a boob out! Walks it out there! And he, like, starts, you know, pulling at it, tugging at his pants, and you're like, what is happening? Why was this allowed on television? And the girl's like, well, now I gotta pull out two boobs! Jeez! Yeah! It's insane. And there's like one woman who tries to have like a serious conversation with him, like opens up about her past, like even Mm -hmm. when she had an abusive family, like all this sort of stuff. And the editing like paints it as like, this woman talks too much. (laughs) And like, she even goes like, you know, I don't want to be chosen for my looks. I want you to respect me for my intelligence. And he goes, but you do have a nice ass though. You do have a nice ass. It's because trying to have a serious conversation and open up with Brett Michaels is like trying to unripen a banana. It just doesn't happen. And I feel like that, I feel like that girl too, if you transported her and put her on 
the bachelor now they would that would be like a really beautiful moment she says you know i grew up in this abusive home but it's really made me a stronger person they're like <laughs> nice tits <laughs> <laughs> yeah the same thing you were talking about with the age difference yeah. like with the most recent bachelor you know everybody was he was like one of the older contestants on the bachelor and he only had like one woman i think who was above 30 most of them were in their 20s and he's like mm-hmm. pushing 40 so i think now we're getting more cognizant of like hey if you're actually trying to say you want a relationship then maybe choose somebody who's age appropriate whereas in the 2000s it was like hey as long as you got nice tits <laughs> yeah. come have fun yeah come have fun there's a poll here <laughs> and you sent me this an, an, uh, other amazing clip because you have mentioned New York got her own show. Yes. Oh. And yeah, do you want to talk about that clip? Yeah. So it's one of my favorite challenges from Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love's bodyguard slash host of the show. I don't know. It's a, it's a very nebulous <laughs> thing. He comes in and he tells all the girls that Flavor Flav loves chicken. So they all have to make chicken. And... I, a couple of them seem to have been in a kitchen before, but <laughs> by and large, it's a mess. And they're all trying to cook, but they also have to cook it in 30 minutes, which is not a very long time to cook a chicken. Especially for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and But the, the best part of that is Hottie, because they all have nicknames, because Flavor Flav <laughs> can't remember names, so they all have nicknames. Um, Hottie, you gotta admire his creativity. Yes. Hottie just puts an entire raw chicken in the microwave and pushes the chicken button, which <laughs> is the defrost chicken button, and just lets it go. Just lets it go. You know, saying it's just a whole chicken, I think, uh, undercuts this moment a little. Because it's she tries she tries to flavor it and says, you know, I grew up eating vegetarian, beautiful, healthy food. Like, I know how to cook. And she's... She's saying this, but she's stuffing carrots inside the chicken's, like, Oh, yeah, that's right. She's just putting, like, whole vegetables in it. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, tops it with marshmallows and those, like, deep-fried noodles that you put on top of, like, some food. I I think they're called chow mein. Like, Like, yeah, like, those little chow mein noodles. Deep-fried chow mein noodles and marshmallows and, I think, like, jam. And she looks at it. It's like, yeah, this is going to be great. And then puts it in the microwave. (laughs) Close enough. It's great. Yeah, so, and that show... But yeah, like New York really emerged from that show as a character. I feel like she's one of the first people on a reality show who is like, I am going to be a character. Yeah. I'm going to do this thing. And she did. And they brought her back. She, you know, she got eliminated. She didn't win the first season. They brought her back in the second. Then she got her own show for a couple seasons. Yeah. And I've seen clips of it. It's pretty funny because she does oh like jobs. Like, oh, yeah, there, there was – well, there she had I Love New York, which was the dating version, and then they had New York Goes to Work where they literally – it's like the simple life. Like we were talking about it. <laughs> or they just send her on jobs. Yeah. It's and very, very much like the simple life. That's all she life. does. It's, it's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and she's gone on and she's still all – you know, she still pops in on television shows from time to time. Her name is Tiffany Pollard, but we still call her New York. <laughs> that's what Flav called her. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean like – I think one of the reasons that I didn't watch it as a kid and I mean, not to be like a killjoy, but it was very mm-hmm. much like, ah, oh, this is awful. How can these women do these things? Like put themselves up for sale, you know, like all that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah, that's still a valid criticism. But on the other hand, it's just, especially now, I think these women are just realizing like, this is a good way to boost my popularity. Like, I know I'm not going to find love on this show, yeah. but it can open me up to new opportunities and things like that. So, 
I mean, 90% of the people on the last season of The Bachelor, they didn't want to date this old guy. No, they're just there to get a little bit of screen time. You know, if they're lucky, they get a catchphrase or something. Yeah. And then, and then they can parlay that into, you know, the rest of the franchise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then they can make that their Instagram handle or whatever yeah. and sell, sell diet their tea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like and their diet tea. tea. And their sugar bear hair. <laughs> yeah. Their sugar bear hair. <laughs> yeah. I did, um, last time I re they were marathoning these on VH1 and I started Googling all the girls, um, Every time someone got eliminated, they went to go see what they did. And, like, half of them, no joke, became real estate agents. <laughs> um, and then the other half are just still riding along on their uh, on their VH1 reality show days. I mean, like, more power to them. And, yeah. you know, I think that something that kind of changed my mind a little bit about it was seeing the, the pickup artist link that you oh, sent God. me, which is a show that focuses on men. Which is like, no, this is like equal opportunity ridiculousness. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The pickup artist is awful in that women are just objects. I mean, just straight up. Yes. Like, you enter the set and you you have the pose and then you nag and then you do. And it's like what the woman is doing has literally no bearing on what they're going to do. Yeah, it's 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 awful because like half these people, I'm watching it and I'm like, this guy, what he needs is just a good episode of Queer Eye. He just needs to be on Queer Eye, and then he'll get what he wants. Like, there's, like, one dude who's 45, and yeah. Mystery, yes, the host's name is Mystery. Mystery, is like, you can still pick up 22-year-olds who know what they want. <laughs> it's like, what kind of freak is dating a 22-year-old when they're 45? But but the thing is, it doesn't matter what the 22-year-old wants, because you're yeah. going to be what she wants. Yes. You're going to make that happen. Their whole philosophy and, like, you peacock, so you make something, like, flashy, means oh. they have these most ridiculous, ugly outfits that are, like, peak. <laughs> like, I, oh, I I mean, like, you remember in the 2000s when everyone was talking about metrosexual? Oh, my God. Like, it's peak metrosexual because it's, I, like, tight yeah, pants, the, flashy The stuff. episode that I sent you is so exemplary because their makeovers, the guy, first off, the guys get makeovers to make them more... Yes hot but they equality get, but more early 2000s hot which means it's a yeah. lot of frosted tips uh one kid just they, they punch gauges in his ear they don't yes, gauge six, it they, like, they punch gauges. holes in his ear to make fake gauges which i wonder how he feels about that now that kid who gets the industrial barbell through his ear, oh my god it's just like it's, yes i guess they look hot there's one that there's one guy i think he went on to be the runner-up brady who i think is like He's a cute guy. Yeah, I felt bad because there was, like, one guy who was, like, a he's the heavy set contestant. Yeah. And, like, they make him kind of feel bad, even though, like, Mystery told them all, go buy tight clothes, look yeah. young. And he comes back with, like, some tight pants and a shirt, and he looks young. He was like, you look like a dumb frat guy who had too much pizza. It's like, but that's what you <laughs> told that's... me to do, Mystery. That's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be my true self. <laughs> It's finding the dumb frat boy who loves pizza in everybody. <laughs> I actually, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, oh, now I understand that episode of Criminal Minds where the killer was a pickup artist because it was very much like the dude that they talked to who apparently inspired this guy to kill women was like definitely modeled on mystery. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And um, the neat, or I guess not the neat, the interesting thing about that episode is Spoon. Uh, was, bless his heart, his last name is Poon, and I'm so thrilled they don't call him Poon, because that seems like the easy <laughs> joke. 
Spoon quits because he can't do it. He doesn't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And he quits. He's like, probably, like, no, the was... only ethical dude out there. <laughs> like, you escaped the Matrix. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, because, like, it really is this horrible, nefarious idea that all women want are somebody who's going to, like, force them into paying attention to them. And, like, that's what they want. Like, don't listen to what they say they want. Yeah. Listen to what I tell you women want. It's awful. And it's definitely contributed to a lot of the negative internet culture we have today. Absolutely. Well, and it's funny, now that you're saying, I'm thinking about it, kind of comparing that and Rock of Love, because on the one hand, you've got, look, it doesn't matter what they're interested in, we're going to tell them what they're interested in. And then Rock of Love, every challenge is like, Brett, Brett really loves women who can get dirty, so we're going to play flag football. And all the girls are like, I love flag football. Do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing, is like on Rock of Love, it's like, one of the contestants is like, I'm blonde and this other woman is blonde. And together, when we push our two, our fake boobs together, we make up one brain. And like, this is what she actually says. I'm not like yeah. saying, like judging this woman. She literally says, we have one brain between the two of us. And she goes around like comparing her implants to like, other women's twins. implants. And yeah. like, not. Yeah. Like, so... This is very leaning into that, like, peak 2000s, I'd say, bimbo culture, because it's definitely there. I want to talk about my absolute favorite person who has ever come out of Rock of Love, Uh which is Rodeo, the woman with the cowboy hat. um, She's hot. She's, like, uh, built. She's built? She's, like, got her life together. She's got a kid. Mm -hmm. She seems really fun. I was like, why are you on this show? (laughs) What? What like I feel like she should have run off with the bouncer like they yeah. with, the, with Big Rod they like they would have been great, um, but she I looked her up she has the best history she has gone on to form like a women's empowerment and business conference that she does holy shit yeah and she recently for charity auctioned off a cowboy hat that Brett Michaels gave her <laughs> like, she's she's she just played this around but she seems like such a nice person. Yeah, so if you have to model yourself off of one person from season one of Rock of Love, don't let it be Tiffany, but let it be uh, Rodeo. Be a Rodeo, (laughs) not a Tiffany. Uh, I think that's the message we can come away with today. Well, it was a lot of fun talking with you about this, and actually I'm kind of interested to continue watching Rock of Love, so I'll let you know how that goes. Absolutely. Wait till you get to the season where they all ride on a bus together. Oh, God. Wait, (laughs) is there bus sex on it? Because I don't know if I'm ready for that. Oh, well, you know, sometimes you have to put the bus sex aside (laughs) and really look for what's under that bandana, and it's a heart. So would you like to let the audience know where they can find you and your podcast? Oh, sure, sure. So you can find us all over uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Bloody Date Night. Just all one word. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Miss MS Liz RK. And yeah, between all of those, you'll find me everywhere. <laughs> and I'll be sure to put links as well. And awesome. as always, you can find us on Facebook at Guess What You're Gonna Hate, on Twitter and Instagram at Hate Podcast, and on our website, hatepodcast.com. If you ever have any recommendations for what you want us to talk about, just tweet at us. And if you write a review of this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Facebook, wherever, if you email your address and a screenshot of your review to guess what you're going to hate at gmail.com, I'll send you a sticker. And Liz has a sticker. She can verify they're cool. I do. I love it. It's on one of my notebooks. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Great talking to you. Bye-bye.